How are you feeling about your progress this year with your financial goals? Are you frustrated because you're not hitting them as fast as you had hoped? Do you feel like managing money is a chore? Believe it or not, these problems are connected. Today, I'm going to break down and show you how to build a flexible financial system that will get you to your goals faster and is, dare I say it, fun. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Recently, I had a chat with Rich Jones for the Paychecks and Balances podcast. The theme of our discussion was managing finances when undergoing a transition, but it quickly widened out in scope. After my chat with Rich, our discussion stuck with me. Having written about personal finance for 12 years and podcasting a little over half that time, I notice a certain rhythm with people in their interests in finances. Beginning of the year, it's all about setting up these big goals, paying off X amount of debt, saving up for a huge house down payment. And for some, it truly is the beginning of an awesome year. They get these new habits set up. They have their systems in place. But others, though, they're already having a hard time keeping up those habits. Part of it is life shifts. Between January and to about April, when I look on my side of things with site traffic and Google searches, that's when people are most interested in their finances. Further into the year, no matter what camp you're in, the seasons change and life rolls on. With September zooming by and the last quarter coming up, I find it's another point in the year where we reflect. We have this mini awareness that the year is wrapping up. We're reviewing how much we've accomplished. Now, on top of the regular seasonal changes in the year, we still have the COVID pandemic that we're dealing with. Rather than fight these seasonal shifts or craft these perfect on paper budgets, but they fall apart during real life pivots, we have to address a fundamental issue. Building a sustainable and flexible system for handling your finances so that you can live your life and if something happens, adjust as needed. Instead of chasing money as the target or the goal, we really should be using it as a tool. So in this episode, we're going to break that down so that you can create a financial system that is easy to maintain and adjust and have a sustainable budget that's flexible and fun. Are you ready? Let's get started. One of the first steps that you need to take when building a flexible financial system is defining your why and priorities. When I spoke with Rich, I mentioned that this step is usually glossed over, but it's key. In fact, I believe you need to define your priorities and values before you create your goals. Not only will it make the process easier, it also acknowledges a real truth. Your goals will shift. Looking back at our own situation, I can see how our goals have shifted. Having 
a priority, having these values in place also made it easier for when we encountered opportunities to decide whether to take them or to wait for a better one. Let's try this scenario. The two of you are looking to become debt-free. And the main motivation is that you want to have more options when it comes to your career and wind back when you start having kids so you can have time for them and maybe start your own business. An opportunity comes up. It's a new job, but there's some cons to it. You're going to have to move. The pay is great, but the workload is going to be tremendous. During the interview and some conversations from contacts you've had already working at the company, you find that the environment is stressful, maybe even toxic. Having defined your priorities and values, you can then weigh these and see what's the best decision for your family. Clearly articulating your values and priorities gives you more balance and make sure that you keep the finances in check where again, it's a tool and not the end goal itself. Now for some, here comes the tough part. How do you exactly determine what your priorities or most important values are? Some of us may have a very clear idea of what those priorities are. But for many though, We need to test things out before we can solidify those. That's where I think a short-term challenge can be very helpful. Now, I've mentioned before, especially with finances, that doing a monthly money challenge can uncover and make you more aware of expenses that are most important to you and ones that aren't a big deal. You can use that same mindset with both your financial and family goals. I'm personally someone who enjoys a monthly money challenge, but perhaps you're exploring the realities of running your own business. Then I would say something like a quarterly challenge 12 weeks allows you to get a better and more clear idea of this is something that you want to pursue further or just in the future. Now, as you have a clear idea of what your priorities are, you can now come up with a goal. You then work backwards and break it down. If you're pursuing a financial goal, you can run the numbers. For example, if you're thinking of buying a house, you can see in the area that you're hoping to buy, what's the typical price? What can you comfortably and sustainably afford? How much would you need for a down payment? If it's more of a family goal, you can talk to those in your circle and network and see if you can get an idea of what to expect. Perhaps you're hoping to become parents. You can talk to other parents. What were some things that they anticipated and did come up? What were some things that they wish they knew ahead of time? You're not going to get a absolutely clear picture, that's not the point, but getting a general ballpark will make it easier for you to prepare. I've found with some couples is that they hesitate with goals because they worry they may make the wrong decision. While goals certainly do shift, something to think about is that momentum makes it easier to pivot. Let's say that you've been saving up for the last few years for a house down payment. But as you get closer to this, you decide it's not the best move for you. You like to have the flexibility of renting. Well, guess what? You now have that money that you can use for another goal. You can shift things a little bit. 
Diane Miriam, who was on the podcast just a few weeks ago, was also on Paychecks and Balances. She mentioned having that flexibility meant for her having an opportunity fund. This is something the two of you can discuss as you work on your finances. Maybe not necessarily label it for a specific goal, but for an opportunity that you guys are thinking about. Then as it gets more concrete, you can always adjust it and allocate that money. Now that we have that foundation in place, you have your priorities and values, you know what goal you're working towards and you have a general time frame. you gotta put the system in place. And for most people, that means a budget. It doesn't have to be complicated. However, a sustainable budget does have to hit three key points. One, it has to cover the essential bills. You know, roof over your head, food, transportation, the necessary things. Then you should have money to build your financial future. Maybe right now you're using that money to pay down debt, save up for a specific goal, or you're investing for the future like retirement. The last piece is having some money now that you can enjoy. There's so many different ways you can build a budget, but if you're looking for a starting point, I really like the 50-20-30 budget. What it does is it hits those major goals that we talked about, bills, financial planning, and fund for now, into three key buckets. Don't get so hung up necessarily on those percentages. Like I said, they're a starting point. I think everyone will come to a number that fits their situation. So don't be surprised if yours is different, both from our personal experience and working in this marriage and money space. I've seen most of the conflicts that come up with couples and families is where one spouse is more towards the future planning and the other is making sure that they enjoy that money now. So If you want a budget that is sustainable and that you both will keep to, you have to find that balance. It really should reflect your goals, your priorities, and style. I would suggest the 50-20-30 budget as a starting point. If you're not sure which budget style is right for you, try to approach it laterally. I just learned this concept kind of called borrowed confidence. Which areas of your life are you doing really well in? Are you a rock star at work? Are you someone who really keeps with your health routines and gym? Are you organized family person? Look at those areas where you are succeeding. Take a step back. Are you doing a more big picture, high level approach? Or do you like to view the details? I'll include in the show notes a few of my favorite budget methods and apps, but in the end, it's really going to have to reflect what's important to you. That leads to another piece of it. You know what your budget is and you wanna make sure that your finances follow that budget. Well, you're gonna need a system that will allow you to track your progress quickly and easily. Again, there's so many tools out there. I know some people prefer apps. Others are more visual where they like to have their goal in a chart form somewhere visible around the house or you could just use the whiteboard or pen and paper it doesn't really matter the system as long as it's something that you're comfortable with and you can easily refer to what's interesting is just tracking itself is a huge win because typically when we start tracking 
we're building more awareness of our spending and where our money is moving. That fixes one of the stresses I see a lot of couples have where they don't have the complete information. They think their money is acting in this way, but when they see the numbers in front of them or visually they see where the money is moving, it makes a huge difference. You can then put your plan into practice and automate your finances. Schedule your bill payments, debt payments, savings, transfers to investments, all of that over the weekend. Then just check it either weekly, by paycheck, or doing your monthly money date. It really doesn't take much time at all. You can see what's working and continue with that. But if you need to make an adjustment, it's usually something small rather than waiting months down the road where it's bigger and it's going to take a lot of time and effort to change it. All right, you have your system in place. The budget is ready to go. Everything's scheduled. There's one more key ingredient for this flexible financial system, your community. Now, I mentioned earlier how you can talk to others, gain some wisdom of what to expect when you're talking about your goals, but it's so much more than that. Think of your community as an investment. You give and you take. You share the wins that you have and what's worked with others, and you learn from others. When you're making a big change or doing something different, that network can encourage you and push you towards that goal. I've seen that happen with us, with our finances, having that support made it easier to stick with our budget and our plan, but then also gave us ideas for what are our next steps going to be. As we move forward, whenever we see a family that has a question or they want to know something, we try to be as generous as we can with our time to help them out. Having that supportive community makes the journey more meaningful and enjoyable. This segment is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. If you want to live better, you got to bank better. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Before we wrap up, I want to focus on a few key takeaways I got from preparing this episode. The first is define your priorities, then your goals. It sounds obvious to talk about starting with your why, but really this is a step that gets glossed over and it hurts you in the long run. Goals can shift and change depending on the season of life and where you are in your financial journey. But if you sit down and discuss what are our priorities, what are our big values, it not only helps you craft goals that reflect those, but when opportunities come up, you see if they are opportunities you want to pursue or just aren't a good fit for you. The second is work backwards. Once you define what goal it is, whether it is to pay off debt, save for a down payment on a home or starting a business or getting ready to start a family, when you have that goal in mind, you can then work backwards to see what do we need to do to get our finances in a good spot for that. Finally, you want to set up systems to make it easy to track your progress with these goals. And it doesn't matter if you want to go digital, if you prefer to have a visual way to track your goals, paper and pen, this is up to you and what you prefer. The important thing is that you find something that's sustainable for you. When you do your monthly money dates, it's easier to keep tabs on your progress. And if you have a setback, 
easier to get back on the path. And you don't want to overlook the power of support in community. So if you want to chat with others that are working on their family and financial goals this year, don't forget to join our free and private Facebook group, Thriving Families. We're there to help each other out. We swap stories, tips, and tools that have made a difference. You can find us over at simplifyandenjoy.com slash FB. We'd love to see you there. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to catch that original conversation that sparked this topic, please check out that episode of Paycheck and Balances. Rich really gets into the interviews and he goes beyond just the numbers. As always, I'll include links to that conversation as well as other resources we've mentioned, including our free course, 5 Days to 5K, which will walk you through how to find, save, and make extra money so that you can hit your financial goals. It's all at simplifyandenjoy.com slash pivot. Next week on the podcast, it's that time of year again, open enrollment. While it can seem overwhelming, this can be a great opportunity for you to set up your finances in a big way for next year and beyond. We're going to go over what you need to know and discuss so that you can make the most out of your benefits. So if you don't want to miss out on that episode, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your shows. Our theme was by Staircases with additional music from various artists over at Audio. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much for your support. If you have a question or topic you want covered on the podcast, please join our community. Just go to simplifyandenjoy.com slash VIP. Not only can you connect with me to share your stories, questions, or ideas for the podcast, but you'll get weekly updates with the best family and financial tips. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.